Good evening. Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Robert Fisher. I'm your host, and thank you for joining us at Margie Life. I took a rather extensive hiatus uh, from doing my show in which I was doing a lot of things that I've talked about on Monergy Life, living, growing, learning, experiencing everything that's around me. And of course, since we did our last show, it's actually more than a year, a lot has changed. And uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about tonight with my special guest, John Gallo, is how to function and thrive in this world. Because in a lot of ways, what we're experiencing now is a brave new world. Uh, It's quite a departure from what we've been accustomed to. And no matter where you stand on the political spectrum, it's undeniable that there has been a change in attitude in atmosphere and in the way people perceive reality and in the way they treat each other. If you hold on, I'm going to bring John right on to the show. John, is that you? Yes, it is, Robert. How are you? I am really doing terrific here in New York, and I was just introducing you as you called in. So welcome to the show. Thank you. How long has it been since we've uh, been on the show together? I can't remember. You know, I, I, w- I was just telling our guests, uh, not our guests, our listeners, that it's been over a year, and I haven't done the show for over a year. So we're going to start off our three-part series with um, catching up and talking about what's been going on in the world, how reality has changed. In fact, the theme for tonight's show is living in the brave new world. <laughs> and as I, was telling you, as I was mentioning to the listeners while waiting for you to call, no matter where you stand on the political spectrum, it's undeniable, undeniable that a lot has changed in the last year. And to, to kick off the show, John, uh, I want to ask you a question. What is your take on the human condition at this point in 2017? Well, you know, as long as you see yourself in the human condition, there's a lot of uh, things going on, uh, you know, with politics, uh, governments, financial, all all of these things. But it's uh, the most important thing, at least for me, is to remove my focus from my human uh, condition, which is the vehicle and the components of the vehicle, and put it inside to the being that occupies that. Once you remove your focus from the outer world and put it into the inner world, it doesn't matter what's happening in the outer world. You have just stepped and have like a vacuum, if you will. It Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter Uh, In the long run, and it doesn't matter because everything that we do and create eventually dissolves into nothingness, but it matters to the extent that we're still in the human body and people place varying degrees of attachment on their reality, correct? Well, it's all your vantage point. Who, how do you look out in the world? 
that's basically the most uh, uh, the most powerful thing. If you look at uh, you know what's happening around that's going to affect you, it will because you just allowed us to. You just gave your being power to accept that it's going to really uh, make a difference in your life when it really doesn't because we are here in a body for a very short period of time. And at the end of the day, when you leave your body, the only thing that you're going to take is your experiences. That's it. So why allow the time that you occupy your vehicle, your body, to be uh, molested, if you will, by the outer world's going on? I hear you, and I totally agree with that sentiment. Are there any particular suggestions you could make to our listeners to get to that point of awareness where you really look at things from the vantage point of your spiritual entity and realize how the external world is just a temporary illusion of sorts? Are are there any particular steps that you could suggest to the people listening tonight? Well, I I think that the foundation for... Your real to anybody's reality is your sense of identity. Who and what do you think you are? And the, if you think that you're an, a human, you have just cut yourself from the universe because a human is separate from everything else. That's what it appears to be. But if you think that you are a spiritual being, having a human experience, all of a sudden, the human experience, whatever lapse of time that you're going to be occupying this body in this period, doesn't really matter because it's just a blink of an eye onto eternity. So automatically, the outer world loses its power over your being. So the first thing is, turning from the human and be turning your focus and finding that inner being, that inner energy, that which pumps your heart, that which allows you to experience the world without thinking of breathing, of digesting, of uh, the blood pumping, and all the functions that go into the body that you don't have to really think about it, but it's going on. That intelligence, that energy which beats your heart. That is who we really are in spirit occupying this vehicle of the body. So I think that the number one thing is to terms with who you really are. I see. And once you come to terms with who you really are, uh, and you believe, and I believe also that is a spiritual entity having a temporary human experience, what, what are some steps to help our listeners to navigate the human experience while we're here? Well, I think that the number one thing uh, that you, uh, in order to be able to grasp that, is your beliefs. What do you believe in? Uh, a belief is like an operating system to a computer or an app. Once you accept the belief or you agree with the belief, it then goes from the conscious to the subconscious, and it will be operating without you looking at it 
like an operating program. You have a, an app or Apple computer or uh, a Microsoft, either one of those. It has an operating system. You don't see it functioning, but it, it, it works the computer. A belief is similar to that. So it is very important to look at one's beliefs because a belief is the governing for the governing operating system of your vehicle. So it's very important to see and to look at what are your beliefs and why have you accepted each one of them. And that's a process that has to, the individual has to do and only the individual can do. But the good news is, since you had the power to accept the belief, you have also the power to change that belief. I agree with what you said completely. Where do you think that most people's beliefs come from? From the collective consciousness. Uh, from It comes from, since we're born, from our parents, siblings, uh, our teachers, our religious teachers, our family, and everybody that we come into contact, and also everybody that we, uh, the things that we read, the things that we uh, see, and the acceptance of those things. Either they're true or not. But those are things that go from the conscious to the subconscious, and they're there operating until that time that you pull them up and you say, up until today, you have served me no more. And it's done. And if one has... Well, go ahead. And if one has problems changing a belief, there are like... Uh, ways of doing it uh, like want to change something in yourself you write it seven times for seven days because then you're taking you're bringing it to the conscious mind and you are up you are visualizing it you're reading it you're touching it when you write it and you're sensing it so you are putting all of your senses into that and it helps you to transcend or change a old belief or pattern that you might have uh, gotten into. Well, you know, you mentioned the collective consciousness, and that is, of course, where most people's beliefs come from. Uh, isn't it really difficult for a lot of people to question those beliefs since those beliefs are all around you from the time that you are born? going to school, around your family. It's almost like you absorb them whether you like it or not uh, before you get the ability to choose which you want to keep and which you want to discard. Doesn't that make the, sure. the whole idea of, of challenging your beliefs that much more difficult? Yes, it's, it's almost like everybody gets brainwashed, you know, and then you have the media you have uh, advertising, you have all of that pumping a lot more, uh, you know, belief systems, and this is happening and that's happening. And, but they're doing it from the human standpoint, you know, how terrible everything is. When, in, in fact, nothing terrible can happen to a spiritual being because everybody is eternal. 
So how terrible could anything be when it's transient in the first place? But the sense of identity and your belief makes you fall into that pattern of living, experiencing this material third-dimensional reality. And that sometimes it becomes painful because of that. Uh, that's apparent if you look around at people that uh, you know, if you, if you observe at all what's going on in the news, it seems as though a lot of people are in the middle of chaotic situations and don't seem to know how to get out of them. Right. Now, for, right. for those listening tonight and for those who want to make an improvement in their life, how are there any tips that you would provide to help people decide which beliefs are actually worth changing or not? Well, anything that ties the infinite spiritual being into the transient reality of of, uh, matter of the third dimensional world will uh, at one point or another cause you pain and suffering. Can you elaborate on that, please? Uh, Okay. If you look at life as an experience and only an experience, it doesn't really matter for the spirit what the physical part of this reality really experiences because it will pass. So why judge it right or wrong, good or bad, when it's only an experience that you, when you leave your body, you're going to be able to look at as something that you experience and you experience that may, may could be pain or uh, uh it could have been a suffering of a loss or something, but at the end of the day, it's only an experience. So it loses that power. So the key is to remove your focus from the outer world, the uh, illusion of the outer world, which is transient, and start to uh, grasp that inner being, that inner uh, consciousness, that inner energy, which is that which is going to walk out of the body. Okay. I think that's a really good um, way of looking at that. Um, So are you suggesting that if anything is too tied to the material world and someone is too attached to it, that they should discard the thing or their attachment to the thing? Well, the thing is, anything that happens, arises in the material world will pass. So it's basically the attachment to what is, which is right. all passing that really brings the pain and suffering in the mind. Yes, you can break a leg, it will hurt, but even that will pass. Right. But um, you can have a heart if, attack and, and leave your body, but you know, it will pass. Once that passing and leaving the body, that transition happens, 
that you walk into your spiritual sense, your energy, your, your, uh, your uh, consciousness, your uh, self-contained consciousness, everything, it, it no longer, none of that ha- uh, matters anymore. I'm sure that's true. Uh, however, I think that since uh, the topic for tonight is how to thrive in the brave new world, uh, while people are in their body and in what you might call the third dimension, uh, I think that, that people want to experience things for sure. And I think it's such a valid point that you raised a minute or so ago about the attachment to the things that you have or your experiences. Because as I see it, the things that are available in the material world are there for experience, enjoyment, sometimes suffering. But most people, if they're, if they're looking to improve their life and want it to be a better experience, a better life with less suffering, do you believe that people have the ability to just make that choice and create less suffering in their life while they're in the body? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody is their own. Everybody has the free will. Uh, to choose. You can choose to believe this or you can choose to believe that. It doesn't really matter. And the most beautiful part about all of this, there is no right and there is no wrong. It's an infinite possibilities of looking at things and experiencing the universe, creation as it is. Because the creator experiences his creation through the individualization of every one of us. And that's uh, the beauty I, of creation, the differences. Right, right. Before we go any further, I'd like to get your take on how the third dimension or the material world has shifted, if at all, in the last year since you and I have spoken on the air. Um, what do you, what, if anything, has shifted? Or maybe in your mind, nothing has shifted, and it's all about people's perception on things. But I'm going to – Well, let's, uh, let's go. yeah. I think that a lot of uh, – there's a lot more turmoil coming to the surface, okay? And, and that's not, nothing more of a showing that the individual has to uh, – at this point, if the individual were to – uh, remove their focus from everything in the outer world that's happening, the things with Korea, the things with Russia, the things with Washington, the, whatever it is, okay? If they will remove their focus uh, on that and put it inside themselves, feel that being that is occupying that vehicle, Sense that energy, that which beats your heart, that energy that allows you to know that you're you when you close your eyes, that, and if you were to focus, if people were to focus on that alone, all of a sudden, everything in the outer world, all of this chaos would disappear into nothingness because nothing, most of these things are not happening to the individual. They're thought forms created by the media, in order to mesmerize and keep people focused into the outer world and not into the inner. And that's one of the most important ways of control. So the path, so it's not really about 
how much the outer world has changed because there have always been things going on, but it's about changing one's individual focus to look inside. And then the importance of those external events will be minimized and eventually dissolve. Exactly. That's exactly right. And are there and any particular you look- tools um, you can suggest for that to help people change their focus from the outer world to within? Well, meditation is very good. You know, uh, meditation is nothing more than removing the focus uh, from the outer world into your inner being. Uh, The other thing is get to the point of not labeling good, bad, or whatever. Third uh, point is not judging. Allowing creation to be just the way it is and know that you have a choice to engage with it, accept it, or just be inside of yourself. Right. You know, I had an interesting experience myself in terms of dealing with somebody who uh, was fairly consumed with chaos and was projecting that onto me. And I discovered something that i like to share with you and the listeners, too, and it's, it's a technique that anyone can use when they're in the middle of an onslaught of somebody who is either just laying into them or, you know, trying to project something that isn't true onto them. And I would call it a pause button. And, and the way you could use that pause button, if, if let's say you're in the middle of a conversation and somebody is trying to tell you that the sky is black when you know that it's blue, and you know for sure that what they're telling you is untrue, and yet they keep insisting that it's true. So one of the things you can do in, when you're in the middle of that, or even with a group of people, is you could say, excuse me, and you could actually physically remove yourself from the space if it's a person-to-person conversation. If you're talking or texting on the phone, you could say, can we revisit this in five minutes? And you end the dialogue and you just go into a place of silence and calm, and you allow that, whatever that uh, idea that they were trying to impose on you, you just allow it to pass. And after five minutes or so is over, recontact the other person. And then you can say, you know, I really don't understand why you were trying to project this onto me. I'm not really comfortable with that. And I think that what you were trying to do just doesn't feel right to me. And when you take that pause, uh, when somebody is getting really excited emotionally in any kind of conversation, that they're, and you can tell right away when somebody's trying to impose their ideas on you. Right, John? You know that. You can feel it. And I think all the listeners can too. By taking this pause, you calm down. You don't get into that dialogue on an emotional level. And then you can calmly sort of end the conversation by just saying that this doesn't resonate with me. I don't believe it's true. And you don't need to continue in that conversation or dialogue. And very often when we're in an overheated conversation, we get into it. You know, it's very easy to fall into that dynamic. 
and and the initial reaction of a lot of people, including myself in the past, has been to try and persuade the other person that they're wrong and just getting more excited and you know emotionally upset. But by taking a pause, when you feel that is going in that direction, either taking yourself out of the room if you're actually physically with somebody or saying, let me get back to you in five minutes, you allow that situation to cool down. And then when you revisit it, it's with, with a much cooler head. And this is something that I only discovered recently, and I'm just throwing it out there as a suggestion for people if they get caught up on the receiving end of certain things. Um, what do you think about that, John? Well, that's uh, another way of uh, doing it, and it, that will work as well. Uh, the other thing is to know that whatever it is, uh, if you, when the other person is doing, if you go inside and uh, touch upon your being, uh, then all of a sudden, no matter what the other person is saying or does, it no longer affects because it could affect your mind, it can affect your ear, you're listening to whatever, but nothing can touch your spirit, your being, right. your true essence. Nothing that is untouchable and undestructible, and it's infinite, and that's the beauty of removing your focus from the outer world into right. the inner. It absolutely and, and, dissolves anything. And while right. you're in the body, in, including me, you have the propensity to... Uh, be sucked into the material world because we're here. Exactly. And most people mm-hmm. are not operating. The collective consciousness is not operating uh, from a spiritual uh, vantage point, if you will. So when uh, the majority of people are operating from the human standpoint, it's very easy to get caught up in all of these egoic uh, senses of righteousness or right and wrong. And uh, that's basically, but like you said, there's a pause. And uh, what I, I have learned to do is to, with, without showing anybody, is just go within, touch upon my, my spirit, my being. And then all of a sudden, it no longer doesn't matter. Uh, it dissolves back into the nothingness that it arose because Absolutely. the foundation the foundation to creation is spirit. It's energy, conscious energy. That's the source. And that source is infinite. And we are one with that source, but we, we lost touch with it. And most of the world's religions remove that power from the individual and put it into something outside of you. And that's the first disconnect of choice and power. Yes. Uh, I totally agree with what you just said. The reason I uh, wanted to talk about the, the, the pause is for a lot of people, including myself, if I'm going to be on the receiving end being assaulted verbally, it's hard for me to sometimes just go within and dissolve it automatically, which is why almost accidentally I discovered this idea of pausing because it gives you a break from the onslaught of whatever you're being assaulted with. And I think for those who are just beginning to understand the value of not being reactive emotionally, 
I, I think this is a very useful tool until you get to the point where you can do as you suggested and just dissolve it while it's happening. That might be a little bit of a stretch for some of the listeners tonight. Uh, so that's why I suggested the pause. And it just gives you a chance to cool down, understand what's really going on in the situation, and to react in a way that doesn't create any more suffering on the human plane, which I think is really, really important. Which sort of leads me into a discussion of something else which I want to talk about, which is related to the concept of the brave new world. Uh, Part of the change that I think has occurred in the collective consciousness since we last spoke on the air has been a a very strange approach to the idea of truth and facts. This is something that has been introduced into the collective consciousness through various political changes that we've seen in our country. And I think it just makes it even more tricky and difficult for people to recognize that what is true in front of them. Do you have any thoughts on that, John? Well, uh, first of all, Truth is really an individual thing, okay? Because what I see as truth, somebody else would see it's totally different truth. Uh, So uh, if you are in the uh, intellect and if you are caught up into the the mind and the intellect, your truth is very third-dimensional. And third-dimensional truth is totally light years away from... uh, conscious truth or consciousness or spiritual truth because spiritual truth is nothing more than looking at the third at the world the outer world as a theater you go to the theater you sit in your again i just i want to stop you for one second because i got a thought which i want to run by you Um, I agree with you that that's definitely the case, that there's, you know, a spiritual truth. But what I was referring to are certain things that are ascertainable and that are unassailable. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Let's say there's a rally or a protest and somebody actually counts the number of people that are there. And yet somebody else will say two days later, the number of people that were there were twice as many as were actually counted and dispute the actual fact of how many people were there. That's what I'm trying to talk about here. Okay, and, Not, and, and, okay. and that, is, that is when you look at it from the uh, human, intellectual, mental, factual, uh, material truth, one mm-hmm. is trying to uh, manipulate... One, somebody there is trying to manipulate the uh, consciousness of people, okay, of groups of people. Yes. Now, if you step into your spiritual sense, it doesn't matter. Agreed. Is this one saying this one? Is that one saying that one? Because it really doesn't matter. It has no power. I agree. I agree with that, but... It, what, what, and so what basically, to... that what you what you have is people trying to manipulate other people, and the way they can they do that is by having these uh, creating these uh, platforms, if you will, that will sway somebody's behavior one way or another, and those that happens only when the individually is stuck in thought. 
and in the third dimensional reality. That's why yes. it's very important for freedom and the end of suffering for the individual is to step out of the human reality and step into one spiritual reality because it then doesn't matter. Without question. I was only pointing that out because we're talking about changes that have occurred in the last year. And, and I see that yeah. as a, a big change in that there are forces that are trying to manipulate and control people even more than they were before. Yes, by manipulating. It's very true. Very true. Right. Very true. And so this makes it more challenging for people who are operating as humans at this time because it's one more thing that they have to discern and try and figure out, okay, this is being presented to me. What resonates with me? How does it feel to me? And what is the truth in this particular situation? That's the only reason I'm mentioning it because we're talking about – No, no, and, and, and it's year. a good point because there's a lot of that going on right now in, uh, in the exactly. world uh, scene. No, it's a lot of that going on. But everything that's going on in the world scene is just to uh, sway opinion in order to get uh, an, a personal agenda through. That's all it is. It's a manipulation. Right. right. But nevertheless, when we're in human form, we're confronted by those manipulations. And we sometimes I, need to take I, a stand I, and do I, something exactly. about it. Exactly. Uh, but the easiest way, and I'm going to, like, I mean, this is a challenge. The easiest yes. way is to know thyself, who and what you are, that you are an infinite spiritual being, and at any time you can step into that state of consciousness, okay? Uh, and then the outer world, no matter what it is, disappears. It no longer has any power over you. And that's why... Like I said, the first thing to focus on is what is your sense of identity, who and what you think you are, because that's the foundation. You've got to throw a foundation before you can build a house. Before you can mm -hmm. do everything else, you have to have that foundation, okay? If you think you're a human being with a spiritual part out there somewhere and some, you know, uh, creator out there, that's separate from you, you're going to be in that reality of separation. If you, on the other hand, know or come to know, because this is something that the individual has to experience because spirituality is a science. It's not a philosophy. And the only way to get to that is through personal experiences and demonstrations, because everything about the spiritual world is them, you can demonstrate it. It's a science, right? Okay, right. and uh, so the it's not fast, and it's not. It's really easy, and it could be fast, and it could be a blink of an eye, but most people are have a lot of years of. Uh, a skewed sense of identity and then you have to uh, handle if you will and look at your belief system right uh, you know one thing that comes to mind when you're talking and that might help people to 
get in touch with their spiritual being while they're in the middle of uh, experiencing life as a human in the third dimension. And this is uh, sort of similar to meditation, but uh, it's for everybody, at least at some point during the day, to connect to a cosmic consciousness, which is the source of all energy, the source of everything, so that it takes you away from the idea, the illusion that what is in front of you is all that there is. Because I sense, John, and you tell me if you agree with what I'm about to say, that for many people, they think that the physical reality of what's right in front of them is all that there is. Isn't that the status of a lot of people? True, and and, and that has been uh, a lot of, you know, uh, government, science, and religion, organized religion, have uh, all instilled and helped to uh, solidify that belief, okay? Uh, Because there has been... Very, you know, uh, the, the very few teachings of how to, you know, the powerful each individual really is because of their oneness to source, okay? And they have really uh, <clears throat> taken away the power of by creating rights and wrongs separation, rights and wrong, duality, because that's the, the biggest issue that I think is in the collective uh, consciousness today. And it's been throughout the ages. Yes. Which is why I just suggested that everyone takes some time to connect to a cosmic consciousness each day, which will take you out from under that matrix of thinking that what is in front of you, the physical world, is all that there is. And I think it's really hard for people who haven't been exposed to some of the things we're talking about to accept that something exists outside of the physical reality in their life. And, of course, then the question remains, who has created the reality that you see in front of you and we'll leave that for another talk perhaps next week when we, when we continue this three-part series because I think that's also something that could be very valuable for people to get into. Uh, so we've given people tonight some tools to, to get out from under the conditioning that pretty much everyone on this planet is subject to by being alive, by having a family, going to school and working. We all absorb things from the collective consciousness. And, John, I don't know about you, but when I look around the world today and I read about the way people treat each other in other parts of the world, how they abuse each other, how they torture each other, how they kill each other, it is amazing what has become the collective consciousness, not just in this country, but in other parts of the world, the way humans treat each other and that they find that that treatment is acceptable, you know? Well, it's because uh, those people that do those things, first of all, a lot of them are easily manipulated, but the people in power that uh, manipulate them to do what they really want in order for uh, a hidden or personal agenda. And uh, most of those people have no clue to who and what they really are and who and what everybody is because 
in and you know the the most current uh, demonstration of this new reality, I mean, of the true reality, is quantum physics and quantum mechanics, where it has been proven that the universe is one field of energy. And it is, you know, the scientists, uh, when they create the experiment, their mind collapses that uh, wave of energy into the particle and its reality. That's why, uh, you know, it's very important to come to the understanding of our real, true identity as a source of energy, conscious energy that is going to continue to be even when after you leave your body. And once you get to that realization, that knowingness, that awareness, then there would be no need to do something to another because you would know that by doing it to another, you really are doing it to yourself. And it's not like karma where you do it and you get it back. No, by doing it to the other, you're doing it to yourself. And then you're going to have to transmute that energy in your being. Would that transmutation be in another lifetime, perhaps, or in the same lifetime? Oh, it could be. In the, it, it all depends. It all depends. It all depends. That's uh, more like an individual kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So there's really no getting away with anything. No, because you really, anything that you do to another, you're really in the subatomic reality, you're doing it to yourself because there's not two. There's one. Right. Individualized. Right. Well, I think quantum physics is a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing because it's brought science closer to what the uh, spiritual masters of the East have uh, known and practiced for you know, zillion years. Right. And what a world it would be if uh, everybody operated with that awareness. That. Yeah, it would be paradise <laughs> without the, you know, the communistic uh, thing, you know, that uh, uh, book, uh, you know, it, it would be paradise because there, the individual wouldn't need, wouldn't need to harm or take anything because to the individual knows that source supply is spiritual, comes from within. Right. And well, there's nothing can be taken and nothing can be added to a spirit. Right. It's it's amazing how um how that knowledge which is now becoming available to more and more people is going to transform I think uh the way we deal with each other and the whole planet uh as people become more aware of that and I hope that we can play our part in making that occur because uh, everybody benefits when John, I can't believe it, but we're very close to the end of our time for tonight. We have about a minute left. (laughs) (laughs) It It flies, boy. Right. It flies. And and, uh, I like where we ended up for today's 
talk because uh, it's, it definitely gives something for the listeners to chew on that uh, everybody they meet, everybody in their lives are really just one. And, of course, that's not an idea that has been given credence by the powers that be or it's not yet part of the collective consciousness. But maybe it will be soon. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, the more uh, people, uh, you know, listen to these uh, talks, uh, the more people that, uh, you know, read some books, the more people that practice meditation, uh, the more that they will get connected to source and the, the more they will realize independently of what we're speaking and talking about here today. Right. John, believe it or not, we have like 10 seconds left. I want to thank you so much for coming on to Monergy and sharing your ideas with us. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. This is Robert Fisher, my host. John, you have a great evening and the same to all our listeners. Good night, everybody. Thank you. You too. Good night. Good night.